We're back. It's the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. He's Andre Knott at Dre Knott at Akron Jackson on all your favorite social media platforms. A to Z podcast.com. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. We've been doing this formally for five or six years. If you've been listening, you know two things are undefeated. And the reason we've been on delay is because there's a third that's close on that list, and that's the city of New York. So, Andre, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, um, I never want that to ever happen again. I wouldn't put that upon my worst uh, uh, opponent or person that I hate or love the least or most. Uh, but I survived somewhat. I'm still here. I'm still in another uh, hotel room. I'm not at home still. Uh, shout out to you for making the 40. Uh, for all of those that have been counting us out for the last 15, 16 years, Kanichiwa to you. We appreciate it. Knew uh, that we had something in us, but believe it or not, both of us made it to our forties. I can't believe it. I'd play music or strike the band if we were uh, like we were old school in the studio. <laughs> God dang it, we made it. <laughs> yeah, I made it. Uh, it was an exhausting weekend. Um, it's an exhausting life I live. But anyway, I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that but i could expire at any day now so i better thank our sponsors before we get there that scene that's the honeymoon yeah you should do that that's american fireworks holiday weekend coming up folks weather even though it feels a little october-ish out there it's still a great time to hit up american fireworks americanfireworks.com and have them hook you up tell them a to z sent you or go on americanfireworks.com download the coupons from there i know you're having barbecues and cookouts and everything this weekend andrea you would be too but the thing is like you guys are on the road like every single day, right? <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst August ever, man. So, like I'm just uh, I I don't like complaining about stuff like this, but it's just the truth. It's the worst August ever. Like we've like I think I, and I'm we've been home like six days, out of, like if that or whatever it is. It's just been uh it's been it's been different. It's been a little difficult. But hey, what are you gonna do? It's life. It's like you know they. It's like just like the football schedule to a certain extent, but not to the same. But you got to play 162 games, and you're going to play 81 on the road. You're going to play 81 at home. And anytime you get to sit around at home for two, three weeks at a time, uh, like we did in July around the All Star game, you know it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah, but this has been a bite like never been. This this has been a bite like never before, though. Honestly, like to continue to like continuously to have three game home stands or four game home stand, like that's not like a home stand. That's that's like you go home, you sleep in. Like we got home like last Friday. We got home from New York after being in New York for eight days. And I don't care how you're built. There, there's about 95% of our population is not built to live in downtown New York City in Manhattan for eight straight days. Oh, no, I, I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how, yeah, I don't care how broke you are uh, being in the same hotel room for that long. I think I need to go talk to a doctor. Like I, I, I literally think I need a psychologist just for, from the staying in the same room in New York City for eight days in a row. And then we got home at five. Then we got. Then we didn't get home till five a.m. And we were right back at the ballpark. For, you know, twelve hours later, and they were playing a game. Oh, that's and, right. And the like, last game went extras, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it rained twice. And two rainouts. And it was only an eight inning game. It was. It's just. It's. It. It feels like. And you hate saying this, but it just feels like someone's out. Uh, some whatever you believe in seems like the forces are against the Cleveland Indians this year. Uh, it just feels that way at times. I'm allowed to say that because I don't play on the team. I just talk about it. Uh, but so many things have happened. And just so many, like just whether it be through travel, whether it be through injuries, whether it be just just in, in stupid bad luck. Um, it all seems to be going against the guys with the uh, black C on their hats, and everybody will have their reasons. It's just it's just one of those years. All the way back to before spring training, when you found out Lindor was going to miss a month. 
Kluber gets Kluber is literally 50, 60 pitches away from coming back and being on the team, and he hurts his oblique. Um, it's just been crazy. It's unbelievable. And for everybody, and like, I hate all the talks and all the fights back and forth. I don't know how you can't be fans of but all your teams or how you're more fans of one team or how a championship for one team means more than the other. Anyone that says that or puts sentences like that together, don't get sports and are complete jackasses and, and just don't get it. Um, but this year just seems odd. Then you find out that the, 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 the partner that the Indians have had is, is in the works to try to buy the Kansas City Royals for a billion dollars. The hits keep coming, baby, but they keep they keep going out there and playing. So we still got about thirty some left, and they're still in a pennant race. And Cleveland won't pay any attention to it. There'll be headlines about the Browns everywhere. And I think that's okay with most everybody that's with the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so no matter what sport we're talking about, and we're usually talking about business when you're talking about the pro sports, right? There is a human nature uh, element involved. Um, I am not surprised that the Browns outside of the front six on defense stunk up the joint last Friday, A, because it didn't mean anything, and B, that was seven out of 11 days they'd been on the road, right? You get to Tampa, it's 1,000 right. degrees, they're bored. Right. Freddie, by design, right. get the snot out of them for three weeks, right? And right. And you get there, and it's like, all you want to do is go home, right? <laughs> and, I mean, and, I get, and I get that. There's, all, there's only one thing, though, out of that that, that makes me – cringe a little bit because i get what you're saying i get it but they're not at a stage yet where they can just go on the football field and say and i'm not saying that you're not saying that but you know what i mean they're not there yet where they can just say but i get it six a football team is not used to being gone that long a football team is not used to to pounding against another team two teams now right you know for the the way they did with indy and what they did with indy and then playing them um it's been an odd preseason for the browns as well but i think one to set them up hopefully for success down the road. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there are many reasons nobody goes undefeated in the NFL, right? And and timing and matchups. Right. And then you just you just don't have it some days. And if you're going to have a day to not have it from your quarterback, who's been exceptional otherwise, uh, August 23rd or whatever day it was, is, is a good day to pick. No doubt about it in my mind. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it's not just the travel. It, it's, it's where you are in training camp. I mean, shoot, we've talked a lot about this going back to the last time there were expectations for the Browns. Uh, 11 years ago. I remember sitting around the hotel room in that preseason of what became oh, yeah. Monday night. Oh, yeah. Nobody wanted to be there. Right. Everybody wanted to go home. Me, you, Jim Donovan, the head coach, the quarterback, uh, yeah. the assistant trainer, the third water boy. Everybody uh, yeah. wanted to go home. Because it's just – We wanted out. Yeah. You just can't dial yourself to that point, right? And so yeah. you have to yeah. do what you have to do. Uh, it, it means nothing for their preparation. And I think, you know, what they displayed – is they have built a defensive line that's built to be dominant, that has the ability to be dominant in stretches. And it was just preseason. It was just one half, but they came out there and they made a statement. Jameis was seeing ghosts on the few that he wasn't getting hit because they had been back so quickly. And you start getting excited about one that counts, which is finally 10 days from now, right? And I'm not wishing my summer away or anybody else's. It's finally 10 days from now. They don't have their left tackle, who's one of the best in the game. And they got to not only block Miles, but they got to block those other guys too. So that was a statement for the Browns' defensive line, no question about it. That was. Then there was a statement made by the offensive line as well that wasn't. And, and I know they got Stu, and they got the old, and they got the dude with the bad name uh, that was the star of, of, of whatchamacallit last year. I can't think of his name right now, but you guys all know who I'm talking about, the defensive end. Who, he, when he sees orange helmets, he plays better than he plays against anybody else. Carl, crazy um, Carl. Yeah, Carl, yeah, Carl, yeah, crazy Carl. Who names their kid Carl? Um you know, like he, they, the offensive line worries me. 
is all I would say. It's not worrying me to like I heard on Bull and Fox that you got to trade somebody and it's the three worst players on the team and all that other stuff that Bull says, but that's what Bull does. But it is a little concerning, and they may have to run the football a little bit more than they want early in the season to keep people from pinning the ears back and hitting Baker. That's just my that's my and I, that's just my opinion, and we can change. Um, but right, you got to be careful. You right there. The let me stop you right there. I, okay, I like what you're saying. I'm still making the trade. Vernon for Zeitler, six and a half days a week. Are you uh, all day. Yes. All day. All yes. day, yes. And yes. In my yes. second part, uh, I'll let you finish, but I want to say this. I am going to grant you and, and every one of you listening that when you make a list of concerns, it is offensive line. And that's a, that's a surface concern. That's a we don't have everybody back concern. That's a we have a short quarterback concern. That's a we have a good quarterback and need to keep him upright, whether he's 5'6 six or 6'6 six, six concern, right? However, right, right. especially when the line played the way it did last November and December when it was in sync with its coaching and its quarterback and its timing and chemistry, you cannot expect to have that in August or September or no. October in most cases. No. You have to build well, to that. You're right. I don't care if you have three-hour practices. I don't care if you play a half in the preseason. I don't care if you have four guys back. You have to build to that because it's just not the same until you get out there and do it when it matters. You're absolutely right, but that's why my concern is real. Because it's going to take a minute to get there, and I'll go back to what I said. You better run the ball early in the season to get that going so you don't get number six killed. Because yes. you're right, it won't it won't gel until the end of September. It'll be, it may be Halloween when it finally gels where they can have a feel off of each other where you don't have to say a word to each other and you know when you want to double a guy, you know when you want to scoop on a guy, and you know you want, when you want to cross on a guy. All those things, that, that naturally comes from playing. But you can't mess around and think that this is going to be there in September in 10 days and put your quarterback in harm's way. No. That, to me, is the management of being a head coach and of an offensive coordinator that we never talk about. But it's an important part of it. I do think they'll run the ball a lot. I think they'll run it well. I mean, Nick Chubb just looks exceptionally fine-tuned. He looks fast. Uh, you would think the natural comfort and confidence level from a guy in his second year, a guy going through the preseason, yeah. knowing his surroundings, knowing what he's asked, having done it, right, that's so big. Right. Um, let's go fantasy nerd for a minute. So I don't know where the hell you'll be Sunday, but I'll be over with our friends uh, Sunday I don't know morning. where the hell I'll be either. <laughs> we have right. the ninth pick. I mean, I think Nick Chubb deserves some consideration. Hey, Chubby Bubby Dubby does. Yes, he does. He does, but, you know, how many quarterbacks do you think will go in the first round, 12-man league? Let's do our, we'll do our fantasy moment for everybody. Where we're just well, getting, and half of you guys that already haven't picked your teams, so <laughs> good, good for you. Andrew Luck, I'm, all right, I'll tell you a quick story. Remember the question I asked. So, on this trip here to Detroit, obviously it's a short flight. Um, the Indians team players always kind of team up and they do their own fantasy draft. They always wait till we travel somewhere so we can get in a hotel. And the team will, and I've told this story before, the team will, you know, buy out or rent out a, a room so they can have their own draft and, and have food supplied and, you know, you know, whatever else they need. So this year, they decided since Baker came to a game a couple weeks, a couple Saturdays ago, um, that everybody was going to wear jerseys. Everybody, like all the guys that were in the fantasy draft, would get a jersey, get, you know, their favorite jersey. I've never been on a plane with so many people wearing fucking orange in my entire life that it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was literally, it was, it was insane. Like there was probably out of the 25 man roster, I would say there were at least 10 guys that had, um, that had Baker Mayfield jerseys that either had Landry jerseys, OBJ. Like, this, you know what is funny to see is Beckham, to see a Beckham jersey on like Roberto Perez. Like it just cracked me. Like it just cracked me up. I was like, really? I, like, like, I'm like, come on. That's not Victor Cruz. He's not Puerto Rican. Like, and I was like, but that's, and then, 
and because and this is Jason Kipnis in a nutshell, and this is why and this is why you love him or you hate him. He knew all these guys that wear Browns jerseys because you know and and wear the Mayfield jerseys or orange jerseys. He wore an he wore an orange, orange jersey, but it wasn't a Browns jersey. Brian Erlock. He like went out of his way. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was great. like it was his middle finger to like I'm still from Chicago. I still root for the Bears. Bears. I'm not wearing that fucking jersey. I'm wearing a fucking Chicago Bears jersey. It was great. <laughs> but to cap it off, Kevin Plowicki, who is a backup catcher, who is a real good dude, grew up in Indiana, went to Purdue. Um, just a really good dude, solid dude. So. And we'll go back to our fantasy thing because I am curious. So I got a couple questions. This is like in general. So the night that Andrew Luck, I think it was Saturday night, uh, I think Pete texted us and I kind of sent back a question mark because Pete somehow is playing the music and all, every sound effect in progressive field, but also on Twitter better than anybody else. Tells us that Andrew Luck is retiring. And, you know, and he texts us the Schefter um, tweet. So Kevin Plowicki is sitting next to me. And I just blurt out, holy shit. He goes, what? And I go, Andrew Luck just retired. And he goes, no way. And I'm not, I'm forgetting that he went to Indiana, you know, that he's from Indianapolis, that he, you know, went to Purdue. And, you know, that it would be a big deal to him. And he goes, fuck. And I'm like, what? I'm like, so I'm thinking, all right, now it's something personal. There's a person, you know, there's a personal story to it. And I'm like, what's up? And he was like, no, nah, dude. He goes, we got our, our freaking fantasy uh, draft this weekend. And I already bought an Andrew Luck jersey. He's like, we're all wearing jerseys. And I got a Luck jersey. And I thought that would be the best one there. And he goes, and I go, well, I go, now you, I go, now you got a, now you got a throwback. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. <laughs> so, so when he got on the plane, he was the only one that he had an Andrew Luck jersey. And he taped over it. And if, for the kids that are listening, I can't say exactly what it says, but he just put Instead of, instead of saying luck on the back, it said, what the fuck? <laughs> um, you know, that was a so, that was a hell of an out-of-nowhere development, you know, to me anyway. Um, I think to most people it was. Uh, I don't think either one of us do any good by sitting here lecturing people. Uh, the, the booing was flat-out embarrassing. It, it's what it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's what, what it was. Uh, I just think in this game in any game, if you're not if you're going to try to play at a high level, even when you're as gifted and as established as he is, if you're not 100 percent in it, then it's dangerous and you should walk away. So right. I, I, I do that, wait, understand. Wait, wait, wait. That, that, um, that should be the line of thought process for anybody and anything in life. Yeah, anything in life. If you're doing something and you're not 100 percent sold upon it, and you don't and you and you don't believe in it, you don't feel healthy completely in doing it. You better get out of it because you're going to get hurt even worse. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I like I, I I will say this, and I don't want to get too deep into it. Um, people got to check themselves. You guys put way too much into athletes and way too much into people you see on TV and people you hear doing music. Um, and I think a lot of us, even even people that are coached the sport and played the sport, because that's the thing. I know your favorite radio guy in Indianapolis and, and TV guy. He sounds like a complete jackass. Doug Gottlieb should know better. The, the, the thief that he is and the kid that and the the credit card fraud that he is i'm just using those names because it's ridiculous they play yeah, his sports tweet and they, was they absolutely the, his tweet was absolutely the most ridiculous thing i've seen in a long time it was asinine it's as, and it, but that it goes back to what where our world is right now that some of us would rather stand on top of a chair and yell how we feel about something just to get to get people get get reaction rather than understanding what you're truly saying like no NFL player, no major league baseball player, no NBA player owes me or you a god dang thing. They don't. They owe their families. They owe, they owe themselves something. They don't owe us anything. I mean, like why why should Andrew Luck or, or an NFL player get, like lose ten fifteen years of his life because you want him out in the field? 
that makes it like 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 check yourself. Like imagine imagine. And I always go back to this, and you know, and it, this bothers me, and you know this. But it all, I always go back to, I love the guy that tells us how to do the podcast. I love the guy that tries to tell me how to do a radio show. I love the guy. And it's like, and I always simply say, man, I never come into a restaurant where you make the fries and tell you to put more salt on them. I would. Like, like, like <laughs> stay in your, you would, yeah. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. There are people, there are proper people that, that are here to guide us and get us where we need to go or not to go. Um, but getting, like, how can you, how can you get mad about another man making a decision that's best for him? Yeah. I'll never understand. Well, that. listen, I, I understand uh, some salty feelings from some people, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? I think all of these guys, Dre, uh, have to understand that part of the money they make, part of the fame they attain, part of the status they attain, is because there is a certain point of the population that views them as the jersey number, as their through the lens of their fantasy team, right? Through the whatever that that's how it's going to be that this is the beast that's fed, um, you know. Just they still that don't. Own, they still don't. They still don't own shit. I know they don't. I know. I, they I don't. hear you. I hear I'm you. I'm just saying. I hear you. That, there's that, a difference that between saying. Shit, there's a difference between being disappointed or being angry, and then going out and making a jackass of yourself trying to put someone like Andrew Luck down. Right. Right. I mean, I hear you. I hear. You. Are are you disappointed though? I mean, I, no. That's a good way of putting it. I get it. Yeah, there's a disappointment. I mean, as a – and you always hear me say this. I love watching great players. Like, right, I told our producer last night, Mickey Cabrera came up last night, and he had the two worst at-bats ever. And I don't want Mickey Cabrera to have a great game against us. And I don't want Mickey Cabrera to hit the balls 400 feet. But I appreciate the greatness that he once had. And it was sad to watch somebody that was so great look so bad. So I get what you're saying. I love stars. I love watching great athletes. And there was a disappointment to it. But I wasn't going to sit there and boo him and take his jersey off and, and catch it on fire either. <laughs> well, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, and again, you know, you only have this discussion so many times. Um, you know, it's a crazy game. And this is something that the NFL, um, you know, is, is going to deal with, right? I think people would view Andrew Luck as a super thoughtful guy who has outside interests. Uh, he clearly was fighting a lot of things for a long time, and he decided to walk away. Um, it's a violent game. Flip side, nobody views Gronk as a super thoughtful guy, right? Gronk's the party animal. Right. Um, his body right. got the shit beat out of it, too. He decided to walk away. You know, this is what right. these guys sign up for and what the teams sign up for. And this is a real interesting time in the NFL. Um, we're a year or so from another CBA, you know? The players want more right. guaranteed money. More football is not the answer because that's going to lead to more guys getting banged up and walking away, right? We already don't have 32 quarterbacks. I don't need to see those other teams play two more games. I live 20 years of the Browns, folks. You know, um, should they be? Should there be more guaranteed money for these guys who are taking years off their lives every Sunday? You said it. You said it well. We've said it a million times before. Yes, given the given the money that the TV is bringing in. Um, is there going to have to be some sort of concession for that? Yeah, I, I just don't think more games is the answer. And frankly, um, I, you know, the timing was awkward. The situation was awkward. I truly believe – I mean, he was working out on the field seven days earlier before the Browns game, going through a workout. I, know. I truly believe Andrew Luck tried everything in his power to get back, and he decided, you know what, I can't – I mean, the report came out. The game was the 17th. So the report came out that the 19th he went in and said, guys, I, I think I have to give it up. Right. And so it right, came out right. five days later. Frankly, in this day and age, it's it's remarkable that it stayed under wraps for that long. A story of that magnitude. 
right? This is not no a third string guard no that went to coach in training camp and said, I'm not sure I can do this today, coach, <laughs> right? This is the right. franchise. Um, right. Right. Well, here's the question I have for you. And I asked this question because, and I'll give you some background. Tom Withers showed up to, uh, to, to cat, to catch to the Indians, um, Sunday. And it was Sunday morning. We're all in the room and Tito at the end goes, Hey, I want to and like, and Tito does this all the time. Uh, it's the best part of his media. When he, the media room is right, he'll simply, he wants to talk, you know, other sports or talk with the hell, you know, whatever big stories are going on. So we were talking about the Andrew Luck retiring and how it all went down the night before. And I just blurted out and I thought it was, and I didn't really get an answer, but it was funny because I was in a room full of reporters and the reporters that were there that listen to the podcast, they know, they know who they are, but I blurted out. Did Adam Schefter do the right thing? Yeah. That's a hell of a As a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got nothing against Adam Schefter. He's really good at what he does. He's the best shit. Evan Woj, there's no one like him in Woj. Right. And we can get into the politics of we can get into the politics of why they break news the way they break news, and obviously the companies they work for and the people that are their agents want them to be where they're at in the forefront of breaking sports stories, and that's and it's great. There's not one ounce of jealousy from me at all. I love where I'm at in my life. I love what I do. Um, but I got to tell you, as a reporter, and as a reporter that has stories or news that I keep to myself more than I, I let out. Um, Good job on getting the story, but I just feel like a story of that impact, it's not my place to be the first one to tell everybody. Well, I think it's bullshit. Someone gave it to him, right? He gets paid a lot yeah. of money by the network to report things, and he has made his name by being first on things, right, and being an authority on things. He's missed a couple. Okay. But when he missed those last right. year, it's, it was completely uncharacteristic, right? It wasn't the fraud reporter out right. there, right? Um, no, right. Know, and that happens. Right. However, Dre, I don't think Adam Schefter is in charge of two things. One, idiot cult fans that boot him, or two, where Andrew Luck is when he gets that news. I think it's his job. I don't, okay, I don't, yeah, okay. I don't disagree with that. But aren't there something that I'm not, I'm not even about the idiot fans. I'm not about that. But where's the common respect to let a man make his own decision to put his own? It's not like it's about him being hurt. It's not like it's about him signing a contract. At some point, where do we have the respect, the common respect for another man to make their own call upon what he's doing in his life? I have. Okay, okay. Uh, Adam Schefter broke that story. It's great. But isn't that Andrew Luck's story to break? Yes, and you make a great point and raise a great question that I will answer with a question on my own. Okay. Who's the person in the Colts organization or in Andrew Luck's agency that told Adam Schefter? Somebody told him, no doubt. And, and it could be their crazy owner. When it, it comes it literally to Adam it's his job. I've been through this with the draft every year, right? I know. When it's I my know. job to report, and you're, you're talking, you made it, you did a great job of explaining why it's completely different because you're talking about a man's career and his life and this stunning announcement. He's not just a player. This, this was the face of the franchise, right? Right. Um, right. No, I, but to me, if it, if it comes to me that way, and I know it's right, I hear you. With it. No I just think the ethics, the, yeah, the ethics of the ethics of being a reporter, and and I and I think this is and like and I'll ha- I think more people need to have these conversations rather than looking out idiot fans react and see it all goes hand in hand. If you wait till Sunday afternoon and Andrew Luck has this crazy press conference out of nowhere and he announces it, and you see the emotion of him talking about what he's gone through, what he's given up, um, how his body feels, how he just can't push himself to do that and go through life like that anymore, 
I think more people would understand the person that Andrew Luck is rather than just seeing a tweet, a paragraph tweet from someone and people reacting and going, fuck that. He's on the field. He's got his jersey on. You know, I'm wearing his jersey. This is bullshit. Why would he do this to us? I just think the ethics of reporting, okay, Adam Schefter got it. That's, a, you know, good win. ESPN, you had it. But in reality, in the, in the depth of what you're truly doing, I think that's Andrew Luck's story to open his mouth and say first. And, I, and that's just how I feel this. at the end if, of the if, day. If this was you, if this was you and you're Adam Schefter in this case, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you'd sleep either way that night. Yeah. No, you're right. And it is, and it does stink. Like, I'm, you, you and I both have gone to bed with stories that we know that would make Twitter go crazy, that will make Cleveland go crazy for 15, 20, 30 minutes, right? We both have. Where we've gone to sleep and be like, I could tweet this out or I could say this. And, and hey, look, I've made mistakes both ways. I've made mistakes in reporting stuff that I should have held back on. I've made mistakes on not reporting things that I knew, uh, you know, earlier on. And then somebody else tweets it out or says it and, and, and you know, and does their victory lap. Victory lappers. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's um, a lot of them. Quick, quick. Uh, move to baseball because I've been buried in the Browns and then, frankly, I was buried in the claws over the birthday weekend. This Jose Ramirez news, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. this means he's done for the year, but I, I truly don't know. Well, I mean, the best case scenario would be him being able to play in the playoffs okay. if you get to the playoffs. Um, but that's not, I mean, that's not. It, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Five to seven weeks. I mean, and and when they say five to seven weeks, the real question is when will he be allowed to pick up a bat and start swinging it again? Um, You know, so we'll see. But this, I don't know why, and I can't even put this in the word. Like, I don't know why this injury out of all of them kind of like doesn't hurt the most, but it kind of smacks you in the face the most. Probably because of the time of the year where you're at. Um, And he was playing so well. Uh, It just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh, in Detroit against – freshman team i mean my god they're embarrassing uh we should have sent the rubber ducks those are huge games right and then who who's on the docket next week then we come home and we play four against the chicago white Sox at home uh labor day we play at seven o'clock i'm not sure why they did that and then we head to minnesota for a four game series next weekend oh okay so so there's yeah that's real deal yeah I'm going to be, I'll have a, a, a second of uh, truth serum for me on this pennant race. Pennant races are great. I'm glad we're, that, that the Indians are in one. I'm glad to be reporting about one. Um, it's cool. It, it's it's kind of crazy like to think about trying to win. A, it, it's crazy. But I will say this. We're in Detroit right now. And, we're, you know, we got two more. Like, as we're recording this, we got, we play tonight and play an afternoon game tomorrow. Um, Minnesota Twins, and, and this truly is a single-A, double-A team. Uh, the Detroit Tigers. This is the Mudheads. This is Toledo Mudheads at best. Uh, Minnesota gets to come in here two more times still. They got six games left uh, with Detroit. We've got two left. Uh, and you're, what, three and a half behind them. I'm just going to be honest. The math and who they play and who the Indians play signifies most likely the Twins are going to win the AL Central. I'm just, you know, it just that's just me going off the numbers and going off the reality of just who they play. They play the White Sox. I, I can look at the schedule. I don't even have to look. Uh, I just know when the Indians are playing Philadelphia and Washington, two teams in the National League that are going to try to make it to the playoffs. The uh, Twins got a really good schedule. And it's not even about, you know, who's hurt and who's not hurt. Uh, their schedule, and I'm just going to look at it real quick. Like right now they're playing the White Sox and they come to Detroit. 
Then they have Boston, which could be good. Then they have us. They play Washington for three. They play us, and that's the last team they play. They play us. They finish with us on September 15th, and they don't play a team over 500 the rest of the season. They get three with the White Sox, four with KC, three with Detroit, and three more with KC. My point is the Twins very easily their last 14, 15. They may go 12 and 15 in their last 15 games. So uh, I don't, I don't, I'm. The wild card is probably where it's at. I get, I'll just say that and step away. <laughs> right. And then the other guy. And that's know, okay. Yeah, I know Kluber had a setback, but so far it's positive with Carrasco, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, most likely you're going to see Carrasco coming out of the bullpen on Sunday. Um, and oh, what a wow, story already. that's going to be. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, he's going to throw, he's going to throw in the next 24 hours, and he's probably going to join us on September 1st. Uh, he's going to be one of our bullpen. Jeffrey Rodriguez. They're both going to use those guys too hard. They're guys, right handers, right handers. There, I mean, they have a plan. Like I said, the plan just sucks because you don't have Jose. But the plan, and if you would have got Jose, if Jose stays healthy and Kluber came back, then Kluber would have probably had his first start today or tomorrow. Um, and then you would have brought Carrasco and Jeffrey. I think we had a legitimate chance to scare people. Um, now you got to be the 2016 Indians and just you know prove everybody wrong, even me. I'm just over here drowning in my depression because I realized that Sunday's September 1st and the roster call-up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I knew it, but so, I, was, yeah. I was in denial of it until right then. You know? well, well, think about this. September 1st is the call-ups, and September 1st, and Sunday is the uh, cuts for you, right? Yeah, Saturday is the cuts. Yeah, Saturday. Oh, Saturday at 4 o'clock. Saturday at 4 o'clock. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah. I saw you writing the stories about your receivers. I can't believe it. I texted you the day they signed Dylan Strong. Remember that? Yes, yes. Because um, I remember, because I, I I asked, I was like, I was like, the dude is talented. I go, but there's a reason why he's not making teams. <laughs> well, he had the ACL and he was out of football. And I got to say this, I, right. I want to give him a little credit. Um, he did not make a play in the spring, and the first week of camp did not make a play, and frankly, wasn't getting any reps until Blake Jackson, of all people, got hurt. But then for a couple right. weeks there, he balled out. Right now, I always and I wrote this, and then I said this too. Uh, I wasn't sure what his role was going to be, you know, when the other guys were playing because Beck, Beckham has been about a 15% guy in camp and Landry's been about a 30% guy. And that's fine. I, I, I'm on board with that, right? I think that's the maximum they right. need to be. Um, but Strong had played, and then he just had a bad game. And if you don't play special teams, look, I mean, this is the reality, guys. The best 53 guys don't make any roster. There's all sorts of considerations. And when you're starting two receivers or stars and don't play special teams, then receivers specifically four, five, and six have to play special teams. And I just think they looked at Jalen Strong. They thought he had maxed out. They had plenty of time to see him come back from that. And he got the chance to get back in the NFL, answer his own questions, you know, show 31 other teams. No doubt. And I think they just said, we know he's not going to make this team. We're going to give him a chance to go get his mind and body right for a couple weeks when somebody else calls him. If we need him, we'll call him back then. But – we're going to play the other guys this week and, and let them see what happens because that's that's how it has to be. Right. No, and, and I, like I said, I wasn't even attacking him. I'm glad that he did show that he yeah. can play. No, so um, it's because funny. He was, because he, he was a t- – He had an exceptionally good one of the practices in Indy. And, I mean, you saw what you used to see from Jalen Strong, which is a big guy with big, powerful hands yep. who knew how to get it and was a matchup problem, right? I mean, they right, threw, right. threw him one the first day that honestly might have split his chin uh, and required 400 stitches. It was so good if Jalen didn't catch it. 
And then the next day he right. lifted in one and Jalen just went full extension. I got two stories from those practices because we haven't done it. The last time we did a podcast was the first day I got there for those practices. Yeah, I know. And so, I want that. And I, I give, give them to us. So two, uh, I, I'm not really allowed to report what I hear on the practice field, so I'm not going to say the names. Right. They're right. both pretty innocuous anyway. So the first one's during practice. They're running some one-on-one drills. They're throwing deep balls. And like 90% of these aren't completed, guys, because it's back-of-the-line wide receivers, back-of-the-line quarterbacks, and they're against, you know, for the first time in a practice setting, they're against new guys. So the adrenaline is just, it's too much, right? So this ball, I'm standing down in the corner, and this ball about 40, 45-yarder gets thrown. And the receiver has like a half step, which is a lot of separation in the NFL, but it's not like the guy fell down and he's running wide open, right? And I'm watching this thing come right towards me. And I'm like, holy heck, this guy's got a chance. It was a Browns receiver and a Colts DB. And he's a young guy. He does the veteran subtle move to make that half step, maybe three quarters of a step with his hand. Reaches out, gets it. He's right on top of me, right on top of the official. I'm convinced he comes down with it, gets his bounds, corrals the ball. The referee's pretty convinced, waits. Like, you know, sometimes the refs pause for effect. He maybe did even like a second and a half pass then. He makes sure the guy gets up, shows him the ball. Then he puts up touchdown, right? Well, the drill's going on. This isn't like a scrimmage to where, like, there's people coming down there celebrating. So it was kind of awkward because the ref waited so long. So the guy gets up, jogs over to the sideline. He looks at the ref, and he goes – or the ref looks at him and goes, well, did did you catch it? And the guy's like, well, fuck yes, I did. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you for five seconds. <laughs> but that right, made me right, think right. he didn't catch uh, it because he had to ask. So I wasn't right, sure. Right, right, right. So oh, what shit, they did both great. days is they had Browns offense versus Colts defense on one field and vice versa, and then they flopped fields the second day. So it was pretty awkward when practice ended because um, the Colts – went to their circle where they probably went at the end of every practice, right? Well, the Browns are in a foreign, right, right. foreign field here. So there's guys kind of dispersing and they're hugging and they're, how's your wife and how's the kids? And they're doing all this. And, you know, the Colts are all kind of gathered there and the Browns players are, are kind of wandering aimlessly. And this like Browns strength coach comes flying through like Browns over here. We're up. We're up. Let's go. Let's go. Knock off the hugs. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All of a sudden, this is I'm kind of weaving my way through because they're setting up the media stuff like in the middle of the two fields, and right. I just happen to be right there. Right. And I hear this player take his take his helmet off, and he goes, "The only place I'm going is the fuck back to my hotel room." <laughs> 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 and that tells you what they really thought of Camp Kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's good. The fuck, I'm going back to my hotel room. I, and I don't blame them. Here's here's all right, here's from afar and help me with this. Um, and I love following different people on this people. There was some writer or some radio guy in Indiana that was all pissed that the Browns were trying to be more physical and they were fighting. I mean, number one, that's what happens when two teams come together. You tweeted out that morning that it was hot, humid, and they were going to be fights. Like it was going to happen. But our, uh, our Alabama himself stood up in front of everybody, Freddie, get out, get out my kitchens. And he was proud of how he said his words. The words I read, he was proud that they stood up to him and that they didn't take no shit, basically. Um, once again, when the last podcast we talked about kind of forming an identity, forming who you want to be, kind of beat the crap out of your players early. Um, so they, it gives an identity of being a tough team, tough-minded team. Um, this, I can't remember who the writer was, who the radio guy is. I, I think Chico tweeted it out, and I just, like, chuckled. 
but what was what did you take from how the Browns dealt with that situation? I felt like from the very start that there was a mandate to we're not going to get pushed around in the second practice. Because the first right. one, Dre, and, and you know, both days there were just little squabbles. But the first one right. was a simple 10-yard pass to Jalen Strong where the guy thudded him, just playing, right? And it happened a million times with both guys. And, and there was a right. little bit of an awkward landing. So I don't know if Strong pushed him or a Browns guy came in and pushed him. But all of a sudden, there was just three guys shoving. There wasn't any throwing. There wasn't anybody running. And like two seconds later, the entire Browns offensive line was 10 yards down the field. And two seconds after that, the entire Browns second and third team offense was 25 yards down the field. So it was like, okay, this feels yeah. scripted. And then later, right, right, later right. was the be- – uh, well, there was a full-out brawl in special teams. Mostly, mostly these were little tussles and just prolonged things. But I was watching the defense. And um, backup Colts receiver, Deion Kane, pretty good young player who, when he's been able to stay healthy, gets tangled up with one of the Browns' like third corners. And they're just yapping. And another Colts receiver comes over to just push the guy away. Like, this is how they escalate, right? right. They MF each other, right, right. They shove away, and they walk away. And JT Hassel, the undrafted right. safety, walks right up to the guy who came in and, and shoved the corner away and puts his hand directly under his face mask and just starts shoving him back as fast as he can. And yeah, it took the Colts players, it took the Colts players a couple seconds to react, not because they didn't want it, but because most of them just are shoved to the chest and walk away. So now, right. now the pile is really getting moved, right? So now dudes are coming in. And then later on they had a special teams drill and it's not live. Like nobody wants to get their punter or kicker hurt, but they was, it was live right, with right. the guys that are trying to make the team. The third string safeties, the third string linebackers, the second team running backs, right? And so they set this up, and Bubba Ventrone is the special teams coach. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the Browns not. aren't fully Bubba's on the sideline. The Browns aren't fully on the right. sideline, and he's like, guys, move back. Well, I don't know who it was, you know, based and he and so Bubba starts motherfucking this guy, right? So it started oh, on the sideline yeah. before. And so these guys are out there fighting and scrapping for everything. And next, you know, the first punt, there's a little bit of a tussle. And the second punt, all-out brawl. And Ray Ray Armstrong is just waylaying people, and guys are flying. And after the third punt, the drill's over because they just couldn't play nice. Right. So <laughs> that, that's what comes with the territory. No, uh, what, they need to do, sure. what they need to do in this situation is, you know, the Browns took Tuesday off, and they scrimmaged Wednesday and Thursday. Because it's so close right. in proximity, it's a 40-minute flight from Cleveland to Indy. They need to fly on Monday. They need to practice on Tuesday, take Wednesday off so everybody can cool off and ice up, right? Yep. And then go back yep. out and do it. Yep. So, uh, my advice here is free. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's good advice. That's good advice. That's good advice. All right, um, you hit 40. Um, and as we hit about the 40-minute mark, good time to do this. Um, give me a, Let's go glory days. Give me a, a – because you always come up with these unbelievably terrible, great pictures of you in your younger years of life. <laughs> And they somehow end up on Instagram or Twitter, um, probably because you still live around all the muckalucks you grew up around. So they still can find these pictures. But for a glory days moment, give me something about a birthday related glory days. Oh, man. Well, you know, it was it was always awkward for me because my birthday came at the end of summer when I was a kid meaning back to school. So the celebration was always a little bit muted. But as I got older, it also meant, you know, football, which which was great. So. Oh gosh, a birthday memory, man. Oh gosh, kind of on the spot here. I'm sure you got one. <laughs> I mean, it happens sometimes. My mind, hey, my don't, mind don't is worry, going Bud a little gray. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, don't worry. I remember Bud a birthday. Back to the fridge. You'll... 
I do remember the first birthday I went to Swenson's, and that kind of became a tradition. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That kind of became a tradition. Uh, well, AJ, my son AJ's got the same freaking thing. He thinks <laughs> yeah. every day is his birthday. Well, AJ and I, are, <laughs> AJ and I uh, have similar attention spans and similar maturity levels, so it's true. Good we, it's good. True. 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 Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think. You know, it's it's been weird because in my adult life slash professional life, big asterisk on both of those words, I'm always working. At this point, <laughs> you know, right. So I had a little I know that feeling, a little yeah. get together. Didn't call it really a party, uh, but I almost missed my flight home from Tampa on Saturday morning. So that would have been kind of awkward if there was a party and I wasn't there. So <laughs> can I can I talk, can I can I like talk around the surface? Yes. I found out about this party not through Zach, um, just because our lives have the the six degrees of separation. Um, even when we don't try to have it, but we have it. So out of nowhere, my wife texts me and goes, Hey, were you going to, I go, she goes, did you get invited to Zach's birthday party? And I go, what? I go, no, he didn't tell me anything about it. And she goes, Oh yeah, he's having a birthday party. And people were asking me if I come and coming to meet different people. And I'm like, what? So I just text him randomly. I'm like, Hey, are you having a party today? He's like, yeah, you're asking what you're, you'll be working. You're, yeah, and I'll be asleep by the time you're off. Well, that's exactly and I didn't care. It's just, yeah. no, it's true. It was true, and I didn't care that you didn't tell me. It was just funny how I found out, yeah. but that's how our lives I worked. Saw, I went online. I saw Indian 7 o'clock game. I did the math, 10, 15 bedtime. No, I guess I'll talk to you some other day. Right. Yeah. So I, just, I figured the same thing. Funny, uh, I just did an interview today with our buddy Kevin Kleps at Cleveland Cranes for the book. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the questions was, so what's up with A to Z? And I said, well, we're anxious to get back, you know, and I said, next week – we have a loose plan to get together and do a full Browns blowout preview in person. I said, but you know, I just, I don't know when, and I don't know where the Indians are going to be. I'm going to ask Andre when we get together today. I said, but you know, get together by phone. I said, I've seen Andre's wife and kids this summer. I don't, I can't tell you when's the last time I've seen Andre. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's It's very, very true. It's blessed blessed to make it to 40, blessed to have incredible family and friends and podcast and um you know the other two or three things that i have sweatpants collection <laughs> incredible knowledge of college basketball <laughs> that was the best that was the best mumble that was the best mumble i'm not telling you guys the rest of my shit that was the book coming how was that how was that Oh shit! When did the book come out? I'm just changing the subject because it's too great. Oh my god! Uh, October 15th. So officially October 15th. If you buy online, and again, we'll blast all this out on social media when it gets a little closer. I have vowed not to be that guy that wears everybody out with it. So uh, um, hopefully, I can stick to that. Shit! You gotta make your money, son. You gotta make your money, son. Otherwise, you'd be like Terry Pluto doing one of these every three weeks. uh... (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) there'll be at least a couple uh events slash signings we hope some of you guys can make it out too i know the last week of october i'm doing one in chagrin falls um our buddy craig has helped put that together with fireside bookshop up there i'm gonna do one uh here close to the home front Uh, i got a call the other day about doing one out in youngstown at some point in november so uh, I'm not going to commit to anything, or like I said, I'm not going to blast them out until I a have the dates in front of me, but mostly you know have the dates finalized and the details finalized because I don't want to tell anybody anything wrong. But um, I'm of the understanding I'll have the books here in a couple weeks, and um, so we'll see. So if you would like to That's have fun. me on your podcast or radio show or TV show to talk about the book, I'm available because I got to do what I got to do to get them sold. 
I'm gonna sell this thing is what he's saying. Um, uh, go a little step further. Um, you had a birthday gift that I saw of White Claw. You, if White Claw don't want to sponsor you now, they never gonna sponsor you. By the way, um, I was too early <laughs> to that party. What did? Yeah. Yeah, you were too early to that party. What did you want for your birthday? Is there anything in particular that you wanted? Um, Natalie Herbick. It's funny, I just got an email from her. You <laughs> <laughs> might have to delete that one I for swear. the first time in A history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to tell you, she's got a new... She's got I, a new wanted, I'll stop. <laughs> I wanted what I got, which was the chance to spend a couple of days with my treasured friends and family. Oh, isn't that sweet of you? Listen About 5 a.m. Sunday, Dre, I thought it was over. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is too, too funny. Man, let me, I, it must be August birthday. What are you guys, like Virgos or something? What are you guys? Yeah, I'm a Virgo. I'm yeah. not into that. I'm a Virgo. I'm not into yeah, it either, but I know. That tells a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just funny that when your birthday was, when Chelsea's birthday was, there's a couple other people that have birthdays all within the same three, four-day radius, and all y'all got to screw loose. So it's uh, pretty uh, entertaining to have friends that all have birthdays at that time. It's the greatest month of the year, my and friend. I can't – it's not September. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. It's definitely up there because well, of what listen, you said. That's why mean, it's the greatest month I, of the year. It's still – well, it's my birthday. It's still summer. <laughs> okay. And football is starting, but everybody's undefeated and optimistic, and everything is great, right? Yeah, that, that I rest my case. No, those are all legit. Now, being an April baby, I got to tell you, April's pretty good because baseball starting, college basketball final four is coming. You just got off the off of that, and spring is coming to get you ready for summer. But yeah, we don't have spring years, anymore, so sure. I can't brag about that. But I, I, you know, I feel it. You got you got a good one. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, going forward. This last preseason game is such a joke. Uh, does not matter. Um, there was, there's, yeah, you know, I'll save it for our next podcast. There's something else I wanted to bring up to you, uh, but I'll save it. You see the Cavs come out there and uh, Ravel has ruined uh, Pete Sabo's life by telling the truth about everything they're doing with their uniforms. They're going to wear the Sean Kemp black terrible jerseys to start the season off. It's the 50th season of Cavaliers basketball. Um, and I know they're going to do a great job of kind of going through the history of the team and history of just like the highlights of it, I'm just curious how much of those 50 years will the highlights be of LeBron and nothing else. That's good. I mean, A, that's stuff you got to do when you stink. But B, that is that is an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I worked for the Browns in the 60th year, pal. I know this shit. I know how this shit works. Oh, <laughs> true. So when the true Browns indeed. had the 60th right. year celebration <laughs> to celebrate the 60th year. I remember year, this, too. Uh, wait. 60, well, no, it wouldn't have been 60th anniversary of the title. 60th year of the team, right? Um, team was team, I believe, yeah. yeah. They couldn't find the trophy, the first trophy. So they had to <laughs> get one made for that night. <laughs> now, that's America oh Fireworks Glory that's... Days if there ever was. <laughs> there you go. It's like the GLC is probably built like that, too. Yeah, no, <laughs> they probably they... built them both in the same. Yeah, there's some legendary stories about what happened to the GLC barges. I'm pretty sure both teams got one. Right. I mean, I've told one about how I went into the copy room yeah. one time and set my Mountain Dew down and I turned around and it was on the barge. And I've heard some things I can't remember because <laughs> I can't verify. But I, they dug Me it out because they've been putting the pictures up and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, right. The preseason right. stinks. And it's it's something worth revisiting is the NFL does go to the CBA. Dre. I just 
steadfastly, and I, and I know we both got to get out of here, so I don't want to go too deep with this. I just don't believe that 18 games is the answer. It, I just don't think that it is. And I don't either, brother. Frankly, I don't either. even though I've always thought that if the owners could make the concession to go to two preseason games, one neutral game, and allow teams to do scrimmages and fan events and all these things, you see shit happen like last week in Canada where they had to play on the 80-yard field, and it's total embarrassment for yeah. everybody involved. yeah. Part of the reason is I've pestered the Browns for years to get out and do more training camp stuff in Maslin, in Canton, in Akron, in Columbus. Right, The right. answer is always because we have NFL facilities here, right? And, and I get Maslin's that. got NFL facilities, right. Yes, but still you have to understand some concern that they would have about going to high school's turf, right? About I get like it. I get it. I get it, but then you go to Winnipeg, you go to Winnipeg and put two football teams out in the football field. Yeah, I mean... You know? Right. No, that's asinine. However, like, what could you do? Like I said, you space out Browns Colts, play it at 7 o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium, put it on NFL Network, and sit, and you get to watch Baker Mayfield instead of Garrett Gilbert. Right? (laughs) Like... I... I I don't disagree. It's it's a joke. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, You have to do what you have to do. Can I say one thing? Yeah. Can I yeah, can I say one thing that's off it's off but I gotta get it in since college football started. Um the turnover chains and all these fucking chains and all these fucking uh <laughs> celebrations on the sideline with chains and everything else. She gets some NCAA violations. Stop that shit. Enough's enough. <laughs> it's enough. I saw Miami guy I saw a Miami guy the other day put a pull out like a fucking like he had like a chain he had his own like knuckles. Like it was an offensive player. He scored a touchdown, they had like a ring for him to put on. Like, enough's enough. It was funny at first, but now it's gotten real old real quick. I'm sorry, I'm old. I'm an old funny buddy. No, so am I'm I no listen- longer I'm into the So I get a text I get a text the other day from a buddy of mine on a group message, right? And he says, Hey, what time should we down for the party? He says, uh, can I be there by seven? The game starts and I bet Florida. And I said, A, you're a sicko, and B, yes, it starts at seven. Go ahead and get I'll, I'll be there right before then. And my other friend chimes in and goes, I think that's a good bet because if you know one thing about Miami, they're going to run out and they're going to use all their energy hooting and hollering before the game. Right? Because that's what Miami's yep. become. Yeah. They're known for all this side right. shit. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And they're known for, and they're known for Michael Irving having that. And I don't want to – what did Michael Irving do last Friday night? Like, I'm like, yeah, scary. <laughs> Uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. I hate to say it, but I mean that's all I can think of. Is I saw that he put on the best fireworks show you can find this side of America. Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> he had the best glory days on anybody. The shit was oh, blowing out his nose, dear. his ears, everything, and it was all bullshit. I mean, yeah, come on, dog. That ain't how you want to sell yourself. All right, Some so here's what we're gonna to do next week. Whether it's the only episode or not, we are going to have one specific. Uh, Browns preview episode where it's all Browns and and NFL. Um, we are in talks with a guest from the podcast past. We'll see if that works out. Got to work logistically, detail wise. Uh, but we will get into. We promise, as football gets back here, we will get into um, two a week at minimum. Trying to get some good guests, talking college football, talking pro football, not just the Browns. Uh, really excited to have a relevant and interesting Browns team because that really hasn't happened in the lifespan of A to Z. All, all you guys that accuse us of being haters, this is what we've been waiting for. So we'll see. We're excited to have a lot of fun about that. Going to be an interesting month of September for the Indians. Uh, either way, things go as well. So yeah. stick with us. We appreciate the patience. We appreciate the tweets. Um, where you been? Please, please hustle back. Please also listen. 
Oh, to the new Civilized Barking podcast oh, yes. on The Athletic. Yes. It doesn't have anything to do with this, guys, uh, but we want, it, we want to build it. We want it to be a Browns podcast. It's different. It has a format. It has rules. It has people I have to answer to. Here, we just try to get a word in, right? We talk shit. It's all good. <laughs> so listen, appreciate your support, yes. reading, buy my book, subscribe to The Athletic, all the shit. I'm done selling you anything. We'll talk to you next time on A to Z. Can you see what I'm 30s? <laughs>